One. Colossians chapter 1. We're reading there in verse 10. First chapter of Colossians. Thanksgiving. I do know what the biblical doctrinal meaning of Thanksgiving is. What this holiday actually means. This holiday was actually founded on biblical principles. Did you know that? So let me say this, and this could be offensive to this world today, and Mike could get you in trouble if you said it. But you know that actually, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that this Thursday you will not celebrate. Thanksgiving the way that it's intended to be given. Did you know that? You say, well, how's that? There are people all over the world uh, and all over the United States that are going to celebrate this Thanksgiving. Well, I'm going to tell you, this holiday was set up on biblical principles. That was the purpose of it. Our forefathers came from England. They wanted to carve out a new life in a wilderness called America. The first year that they were here was one of the worst winters that they suffered that uh, evolved history. Many died. They buried them in the cornfields so that they would, the hostile Indians wouldn't know how many had actually perished. They suffered many horrible things as they 
tried to carve out a living in America. So they set up schools. The Word of God was the uh, textbook in which they had. Children learned to read from the King James Version of the Word of God that you have in your lap this morning. Then they recognized the second year they was there, they recognized how good God had been to them. Now we might look upon those situations and what had happened to them in the previous year and say, boy, it was horrible for them. But somewhere in their hearts were stirred and they knew that God had blessed them greatly. And they wanted to celebrate, as Brother Donnie said, the Thanksgiving celebration. That's actually what we do. It was a celebration to them that they set aside a time that they would glorify God, that they would give thanksgiving for all that God had given them. So I ask you this morning, what does thanksgiving mean to you? What does it mean? Is it something that you say, well, you know what, I know once Thanksgiving comes, we've got Christmas just around the corner. Is that the way you view it? Or is it that you say, well, you know, after Thanksgiving, we've got to get the tree up. That's your high house, and it's already been up one of them. <laughs> or is it a time that you say, well, I know that there's good sales that'll be happening right after Thanksgiving. That I'll fight my way into Walmart, kick it and buck it, snatch it and grab it, and try to get out of there as quick as I can. Surely, surely, it's about being thankful, isn't it? Surely that's what it's about. The men and women that came first to America settled this nation. They knew that in their hearts when they ceased to glorify the Lord, that when they had ceased to be thankful for anything. And I believe that's still to be true today. If you and I cease to glorify God in our whole lives, in our work, in our public life, or even by ourselves, we are ceasing to be thankful to an almighty God for anything. But to be thankful requires some things of us, as it did our forefathers. One of those things is, is recognizing that what we have, that we could not produce it within ourselves. We have to recognize to uh, truly be thankful that if we've been given a gift, and I'm going to tell you today, America's been given a gift. The greatest nation ever established we're living in today. Now there are hard times and there are controversies and there are people that stand on either side of the fence. But I'm going to tell you today, America is greatly blessed of a righteous and holy God. Our forefathers recognized that they had been given a gift. But they also realized that they had to take it with great humility. Something that I believe America has a problem today with is being humble. Somewhere along the line, we think, well, you know what, we deserve all this. As hard as we've worked, we deserve all of this. But for us to truly be thankful today and uh, uh, to take uh, Thanksgiving and uh, celebrate Thanksgiving in the way that it has uh, been laid out before us to celebrate, we're going to have to do it with a humble heart. 
will take something of us, Calvary Baptist Church. It will take an acknowledgement of the gift and the source that the gift was given from. Or we will not celebrate Thanksgiving the way it was intended to celebrate. So this morning, I want us to look at three things. That you and I will need to know the things that you and I will have to do to truly celebrate Thanksgiving. This morning we're going to look at the who, the what, and the why of Thanksgiving. If you would, bear with me, look, we're going to look at the who of Thanksgiving. The who is our source, our source. Start there in verse 10. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Now listen to this verse here. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering. What the word of God is telling us here is, is that there are going to be tough times. You're not ever, you're not going to wake up every morning and it just be a glorious, sunshiny day and bluebirds flying around your head and just whirling at your feet. It's not going to be that way. But that's not what it's telling us here. In verse 11, it said that. God's going to give us all the strength of his might and his glorious power so that we can get through those times, have patience and long-suffering during those hard times. And then in verse 12 says, And giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made me to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life. Giving thanks. So this is right on the hills of where it just said that you're going to need this patience. You're going to need long-suffering. Giving thanks. Today, one of the problems that I see in my own life is things are not going just my way that day. I have this look of disappointment on my face. I want to mope around. I want others to see how hard I have it. That's not what this passage is telling us to do, is it? This passage is telling us that we put a smile on our face no matter what's going on because we have the power of God to get us through it with patience and long-suffering, and we will win anyway. So the source, the, the who, is the source, and that source is no other than God himself. I, uh, all of our thanksgiving should be directed towards God. Psalms chapter 92, verse 1 says, It is good. Give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto his name, O Most High. It's just good. It's good to give thanks to the Lord and sing praises unto his name. Our thanks should not be directed towards any other but Jehovah. If you want to celebrate Thanksgiving, if you want Thanksgiving to truly mean something to you, if you want Thanksgiving to truly uh, bless you, then you'll have to give the thanks to God and Him alone. Now, I'm going to say this. There is nothing wrong with families coming together. There's nothing wrong for this holiday season, this time of Thanksgiving, that friends come together. But I'm going to tell you what. Thanksgiving is not about you. Thanksgiving is not about your family. Thanksgiving is not about your friends nor your nation. Now, it encompasses that, but that's not what it's about. 
Today, thanksgiving is to be directed to God himself, but not just on that Thursday that we set aside in November to celebrate Thanksgiving, but every day is a day of thanksgiving to God's people. When God's the center, when it's directed to God, every day should be thanksgiving to others. If you gather up with your family this holiday, this time of celebration, and if your children, your wife, your aunts, your uncles, your grandchildren, if they do not know that you love the Lord Jesus Christ, shame on you. You've missed it. When we sit down at that table and whatever the meals that are there, whatever uh, people have assembled with friends and with family, the center of attention should be the Lord Jesus Christ exalted. If not, shame on us and God forgive us for we've not celebrated Something had to happen to make us fit for heaven. We needed his right. 
righteousness to be able to do that. Matthew chapter 5 verse 20 says, For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Here goes back to that. Everybody talking about heaven. Leaving out the step that gets you there. Christ. You see, Jesus was telling them these scribes and Pharisees, all oh, they can talk about heaven. They'd carry out all the ceremonies. They would look like uh, everything's good on the outside, but there was something. They were depending upon their own righteousness within themselves. And Christ told them, unless yours exceeds theirs, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. So the what of thanksgiving comes from the righteousness of Christ. Second Corinthians says in chapter 5, God's word tells us, for he, God, hath made him, Christ, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made righteous, uh, made in the righteousness of God in him. See, we've received the righteousness from him. But then you go further, look at what happened in verse 13. I want you to see what happens in this, in the what of this thanksgiving. Verse 13 says, who has delivered us from the power of darkness. The power of darkness. What do we have to celebrate? What uh, is it that makes us celebrate today Thanksgiving? Well, let me tell you what happened. God saw sinful man out. And when he came seeking man, you know where he found each and every one of us? If you've been found by Jesus Christ, you know where he was found? In a dark, destructive, desolate place of darkness. That's where he found you. Because that's where sin has put mankind. That's what sin has done to mankind. There was a power uh, that uh, had consumed us in this dark and dreadful place. But the word of God says we have, we're thankful today that he has delivered us from the power of darkness. out to us to show us a redeemer. I want you to think about this a minute. When the Lord Jesus Christ went into that horrible, dark, desolate place and delivered you from it. Oh, what do we have to be thankful of? Not only did he deliver us from it, look there in verse 13 again, and it says, He who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated, has moved us unto the kingdom of his dear son. So when he found us in this dark and desolate place, he said, I'm going to deliver you from this darkness. All the powers of this darkness, I'm going to deliver you from that, but I'm not going to leave you there. I'm going to go fuck. Not only am I going to deliver you from the power of darkness, I'm going to move you out of that dark place. I'm going to put your feet on solid ground. I'm going to prepare you. I'm going to set you up today for victory every day, not just 
sometimes, not just any time, but all the time we have been set up. We have been moved from a dark and desolate place. We've been moved out of that place and set up for victory through Jesus Christ. Amen? What do we have to be thankful for today? Jesus could have just delivered delivered us from darkness, then he moved us out of darkness and set us up for victory. What do we have to be thankful for today? But not only that, let's go further. Look there in verse 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood. blood, Even the forgiveness of sins. So not only has he delivered us, not only has he So he's delivered us, and then he's moved us, and now he's redeemed us. The word redeemed here means that we don't have to go back. We don't ever have to go back to that dark and desolate place. As a matter of fact, you can't go back once Jesus has delivered you. And once Jesus has moved you out of that and set you up for victory, you have been set up for victory from today through eternity. We've been wrapped. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12 says, Neither by the blood of goats or calves, but by his own blood he entered into once the holy places, having obtained eternal redemption for us. You see, I can't go back now. I can't be in that dark, desolate, overpowering, defeating place any longer. Then I can't be uh, moved. I've been moved out of my feet's been put on uh, solid ground. I'm set up for victory. Then I've been redeemed for eternity. Oh, what do we have to be thankful for today? What does Thanksgiving mean to us? But also I want us to see why. By him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things. And by him all things exist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. The wine of Thanksgiving. The wine is because everything begins with the Lord. If we started our morning now by not putting him first step, you didn't set yourself up for the victory that you stand before. Yeah. 
say he's the start of everything. You can't have thanksgiving without God either. It's impossible. It is impossible today for a sinful, dying man to be thankful without God. You can say, oh, no, there's people thankful for everything. Oh, it won't hold up. It won't stand the test. You see, our thanksgiving today can be eternal. Did you know that? What we do in our hearts today, what we do come Thursday, what we do and the way our heart looks is an eternal celebration that God will not forget. See, everything starts, begins, and ends. So this Thanksgiving, surely we should be thankful to Him who saved us, delivered us, moved. Jesus Christ. 